Hello, and welcome back to uh, When I Was Little, uh, this podcast by me, Seth Kaler, um, and we're going to be talking about when we were little. I uh, have this podcast, and we, uh, whenever I meet somebody new, um, you know, I uh, always ask questions. I like to get to know people, is, is me. Um, I, and uh, so whenever, inevitably, we start talking, um, the stories come out. You know, and uh, and a lot of them begin with, uh, well, when I was little, we used to do this. So um, this is when I was little. And uh, today, my guest is an old friend of mine, and I'm so happy to reconnect with him, uh, Mr. Eric DeWolf. Hello, everyone. <laughs> How you doing, Eric? This is awesome. Yeah. Um, so uh, the premise of this podcast is um, I'm not doing it episodically or like, you know, like you got to go in and listen to each one or whatever there. I'm, I'm going to kind of put them on there and, and you can binge them. So that's okay. kind of my, my idea. Um, but uh, you're my third podcast. Well, thank you for having me on. <laughs> and, Top and, three. And hopefully, Bronze medal. Hopefully not the uh, the uh, end of it. So we'll, we'll have a we'll have recurring guests or whatever. But um, so. So every podcast, uh, since I started when I was little, I have some like leading questions and stuff that we'll talk about. And the people that listen to the podcast will probably get tired of me uh, repeating myself. And uh, Eric, the, the bad thing is I'm having to remember what I said the last time so I don't repeat my stupid stories. Absolutely. So that's why I have to have new people on all the time to have new stories, right? So, um, But the, the one thing that I always uh, start off with is um, when... We start talking about when we were little, right? Yes. Um, I have memories that I know are true, and I have memories that I'm not sure are true because that a story's been told to me so many times. Right. Like wow. my mom's gone, hey, do you remember this, blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, maybe. And I, it almost seems to become true right. as, as you get older because you've just heard it so many times. Exactly. Fact one, of the, one of the key ones, uh, when I was little and we were living in New Mexico, uh, I was riding on my dad's shoulders, and I think he like had to grab something and drop me into a cactus. That doesn't sound fun <laughs> at all. No, it's not. What a great memory. But I don't actually remember it. But if I start thinking to myself, I'm like, maybe I do. Maybe I remember it. Right? Yes, your mind can take you in different avenues. So uh, my first question is, um, um, so this discussion today will be from zero to 12. And I love your response today when you, you're like, uh, this isn't going to work because I don't remember anything from year zero. So I wasn't trying to. Be, <laughs> but that's just, that's just me. No, I know. But um, so if you think back. What is the first memory that you have that you know is true, that somebody didn't tell you the same story? It's the earliest memory, right? I can go back to maybe, I was probably about four years old, mm -hmm. I think. Because you know, maybe that's when you start remembering things or whatever. But do you remember specifically the, something, maybe? Uh, it's kind of ironic because I don't know why it's always been there. Uh -huh. But I remember in late 74, early 75... Uh, we live. We were living in Kingsville. We only lived there for a very short time, uh, and uh, Kingsville, Texas. If you guys are out there listening in another part of the world, that's right. Uh, and there was a uh, person who was uh, very, very popular at the time. He had a lot of 
top 40 hits. His name was Alice Cooper. <laughs> and he no had, he had a, uh, a show on, and I was supposed to be going to bed. And uh, back then, of course, there was no cable. There was no direct TV or anything like that. Uh, so you just had the local channels, and it was a late-night show. This is even before Saturday Night Live came out. So it's, it, I was little, but it was a long time ago. But I remember because it shocked me, and I went up and changed the channel because there's no such thing as remote controls back then for <laughs> most people. And I saw a man with it looked like black tears coming down his face <laughs> without a shirt on and a big like python or anaconda wrapped around him and he's singing into a microphone and it just scared the bejesus <laughs> out of me because i was like oh my lord and i screamed and i believe my mom or dad came in they're like what are you watching and i'm all like i don't know there's a scary guy oh wow and um so you know, alice be, cooper is one of your first names. before marilyn nice. manson or yeah. any of these other things like that the shock yeah shock system of uh you know kiss came out right around that time with their makeup and stuff but yeah alice cooper had a they put him on national television and and i happened to be it, it was probably 10 or 10 30 i was i was being a butthead and stayed up and i think my parents just left the tv on to see if i would just you know just quietly go to sleep <laughs> there was uh, there was i think my sister and her husband were were living with us at the time so it was probably a little bit of a crowded house with maybe two bedrooms but to get me to go to sleep since i was so young i think i was only about four yeah three or four huh. but i just remember his face when i turned it because there's only like three channels and so i turned it and when i saw that face and the snake and it was like <laughs> a foot away from me because i had to change it just scared the living crap out wow. of me. But i remember that vividly though yeah so in the in the two previous podcasts i've done um one of them my brother-in-law was a coach's kid so they moved around a lot the other one that i've done uh she was a navy kid so they moved around a lot where uh i know i probably know the answer to this but where do you call home um uh, where were you born i was born in lowell massachusetts really um the whole family was from up there uh, my dad was born in newton and uh, my mom was born in westford and uh i'm a second generation on my mom's side American uh -huh. and on my dad's side, I'm a third generation American, so we don't have a long lineage of Americans. But uh, in 1900 and I want to say 72, I was about a year old. Uh, if you, I'm just going to go into yeah. short detail. So no, I no, like no, no. This, but, this is but, just a but there was a, there was a uh, a company that everybody's heard about, uh, Amtrak. Yeah. The trains, and my brother who had served in Vietnam, uh, the old he was the oldest of the family. He's in his 20s now. He had been stationed after he came back in uh, San Diego, and he moved up to this town called Fontana, te uh, Fontana, California, excuse me, uh -huh. uh, in San Bernardino County, and they were offering all these really great jobs for people to come out and work on Amtrak, so to fit the seat and uh, you know, just do all these different types of maintenance things. So my dad had always, ever since World War II and the Great Depression, he always had this driving, got to go, got to go, got to go, mm -hmm. which drove my mom, I'm sure, insane because they moved so much. But he said, this is a really good chance for us. Let's move. And she's all, we have a one-year-old. My dad was at 50 at that time because I was born much later in his life. Yeah. Than I wasn't supposed to be born, but that's another <laughs> whole story. So they moved out to California to get these wonderful jobs. And, of course, everything sounds better than when you get there. And yeah. so the jobs weren't really all that great and um 
something he had always liked was the coast of Texas. They'd come down here in the 50s and lived in Brownsville. Hmm. And they uh, they happened to find this little town called Rockport, Texas. And uh, there's about 1,500 people. There was one flashing light. There wasn't even a Whataburger. <laughs> there's a Dairy Queen and yeah. uh, a couple of little chicken shacks. And everybody was a shrimper. Yep. And so my dad moved down here and they raised a little bit of money and he bought a shrimp boat that he didn't know how to shrimp. It was almost like a Forrest Gump thing. Really? Yeah. yeah. See, this is where I like to have these yeah. conversations because I had never knew that so about Because I loved you, Dad. Yeah. I loved your mom, too. Thank you. And, <laughs> but yeah, going down to the Fulton Harbor and seeing him take off, having no clue what he was going to do, and getting a couple guys to go out on the boat with them, and they'd come back. And it's almost like the, the African American man, he's all, a few more, and you could have a shrimp cocktail. <laughs> and, and, you know, he was not successful in any way with this. Really? But he did it for about, about four years. He was always. Mm-hmm. adventurous he always wanted to chase a dream and stuff and uh you know yeah. i i don't have that in me <laughs> I, I wish i was more like my dad but he was ready to take the plunge and do anything and experience new things and i think it's because of the great depression and seeing what he saw and then uh working in the cccs lying about his age so that he could get paid 30 dollars a month and send it home he was stationed in wyoming in the late 30s and then going to world war ii and what we would now call PTSD, he had all this stuff. So I think he was running from a lot, a lot of demons. Yeah. And so he's very quiet and huh. reserved. But yeah, he found Rockport and we called that home since after Kingsville. We moved to Kingsville for just a bit. Like I said, I saw Alice Cooper and then we went to, uh, <laughs> and I asked him once, I said, Dad, why Texas? You know, it's so hot and humid here and stuff. He's all, when you've shoveled as, a, as much snow as I have, he's all, you'll understand. So I've never known, yeah. besides the rare snows that we get here, I've right. never known. And Unless you go to like New Mexico or Colorado or something like that. Yeah. So that's the so Rockport is really? home. Rockport's home. Huh. Yeah. Wow. And and he started out with a shrimp boat, huh? Yeah, they crabbed and they they. Yeah, there's. No I, 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 yeah, we could do a whole podcast on. Uh, yeah, what my brother. Well, no, what my yeah. brother-in-law did to his shrimp boat when uh, he said, "Can I do some alterations on it?" And my my dad said, "Sure." And then we went down there, and he had cut the entire top of the boat off to where it was just a flat like almost a barge oh, wow. and we had sunk all of our money into this and he's all like what were you thinking he's all like i just started cutting and i didn't know when to stop <laughs> and my dad's just like gonna kill this guy he's like a 23 year old guy he's you know he's married to my sister but uh he's like i'm you you ruined everything this is the only thing that we had and, you know he, he had a small income for being a disabled veteran which was about 700 a month and that's all we lived on so we were very poor yeah. but to have the one thing that he had a shrimp boat that he thought maybe he could turn into something because this is in you know 76 77 yeah um so so in rockport you um started school there yeah yeah kindergarten i was the only one in the family that stayed in one school from k through 12 really they moved around so much with all my older sisters so you're the youngest of how many seven Seven. there's seven of us wow well there was yeah several passed yeah wow no kidding um yeah, um, I guess, and I met you in high school. Yes, sir. And we were on the tennis team together and had lots of fun after that and made lots of videos. And um, maybe one day we'll oh, go yes. through all those or whatever. But um, now, I want to tell anybody who's listening to this, uh, <laughs> I, I've lived on this earth now 50 years. I just turned 50 this year. And, and Seth is one of the funniest <laughs> guys. Even even though we haven't seen each other talk very much over the years, you know, people just 
Yeah. Uh, there's an old saying about if you don't keep the road ship to friendship uh, clear, uh, weeds will grow over it and you can't find your way back to each other. So it's always good, you know, when me and somebody like Seth can go ahead and pick back up because it's like, it was yeah. like yesterday you I know, know that we were kids. It really was, yeah. But he's, he's Cause literally. Because we've been sitting here for two, three yeah. hours even before we started recording yeah. this. Uh, but th- this, th- this gentleman who's running this podcast, <laughs> I guarantee you, is one of the funniest. Uh, I, I swear to you. I, thanks, I've man. had yeah. a lot of friends, met a lot of Good. people in this life, and, and you're one of the funniest right. people. I, 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 I think the same about you, actually. And uh, you're one of the most honest people that I've ever known. So. I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, I know. Um, but so... Um, so from zero, the reason I did zero to 12, right? You you hit 13, you're a teenager, right? right? You get this uh, teenager. And, uh, I was talking, uh, on one of the last podcasts with my uh, coworker Brandy about, about my son. Now he's 11, Mm -hmm. right? And he's about to turn 12, but, uh, uh, he hasn't hit that. He's, he's still a kid. I think the zero to 12, I could be wrong here, but I think that probably subconsciously or consciously it's innocence. Yeah. You hit 13, there's a little bit of rebelliousness and you're thinking you're growing a little bit and you still have that innocence and that childlike quality about imagination and dreams. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, and he, my son's a big kid. You haven't seen him yet, but, uh, I, I forget that he's 11, you know, but he still likes doing all the silly things and all that stuff, whatever. But, um, so, uh, when you were in school, there was how many elementaries? Was there, there was, um, Rockport elementaries, Rockport. That's where, that's I, where went I went. To. Yeah. yeah. Me too. I went to Rockport. You had live Oak, okay. but that was only for people that like lived out in West Terrace and stuff right. like that. Yeah. And then you had Fulton, right. okay. which so was, was just for the Fulton kids. Yeah, so yeah. you literally could not <clears throat> enroll in Fulton if you just wanted your kid to go there right. and you couldn't do that with live Oak either. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not like that. We know as it, as both educators, we understand you can drop yeah. kids in different districts sure. now and stuff. But back then they were very rigid yeah. in the seventies and eighties about, no, this is where your name neighborhood this yeah. is the elementary you have to go yeah. to so yeah we went to Rockport so um, one of the questions I ask everybody um, so when you were 10 years old what year was that 1981 Woohoo. Um, so you're 10 years old yes your relative grandma aunt somebody comes over whatever it is mm-hmm. somebody gives you 10 bucks all right that's like a lot of money. Bu- I know. No, no, no. It was a lot of money. That's hey, 10 bucks. Still what, seems like a lot to me. <laughs> you're 10 years old. What are you going to spend $10 on? What were you into? What What would have been like, okay. man, I got 10 bucks. Top, top, top of the list. Yes. Sports cards. Ah, I, I, I bought yes. every, uh, people don't know this, but I, I've, since 1989, every single Sunday that there's been NFL games, I've pulled for the Dallas Cowboys to lose. <laughs> I pulled for them to be demolished, to be never to walk the face of the earth again. But up until 1989, you would not have found a bigger Dallas Cowboy fan as a kid. I, Tom Landry was a hero of mine. Roger Staubach was my hero. Yeah. Tony Dorsey. I mean, and I bought their cards religiously and I bought comic books religiously. My dad would pick Did me you? up from school and I'd go to the local Circle K and I'd buy a GI Combat or the Unknown Soldier or Sergeant Rock and I'd have to get yeah. two or three packs. And my dad always, you know, even though we didn't have a lot of money, I never heard him say, no, you can't do this because he knew it was fun. It was innocent. Yeah. And at least I had a hobby that I liked. And uh, I still have literally almost every single card and comic that I bought from those days. I've kept them because it was such a... Um a sentimental part of me and my dad since he was kind of a quiet and reserved person from 
like what I spoke of earlier, he yeah. didn't open up a whole lot. He wasn't that huggy, kiss you on the forehead, <laughs> but he showed so much affection and love in other ways that, you know, he would sit there and let me go through that. It was a round spinning thing and it had the comics in it. And he would just sit there and just sip on a coffee or something and just, I'd find the two comics, Dad, can I get two? They're only 35 <laughs> cents each. And he's all like, two, you have to have two. You have to make sure you read them. So if that's I was cool. given $10, I probably would uh, that's, that's get cool. a little bag of Doritos, yeah. some cards, a comic. I remember you having all the sports cards. I don't Still remember got, the still, comics though. Still yeah, got yeah, it's still nice. <laughs> I know. Um, so, out of the podcast I've done so far, year uh, comics and sports cards. Uh, my friend Brandy uh, was <laughs> stickers because yeah. we, she and I, grad, uh, we were born. Well, weren't born the same year, but we both graduated in 1992. We're we're um, we're, we're close like that, and uh, so back when stickers were big, the scratch and sniff stickers and having folders and stuff like that. But when I did my uh, brother-in-law, who's 10 years younger than me, uh, but he was still he was a comic book and a and a cards guy too, and I think that was a pretty common thing back then. Um, well, as th- far as you know, collecting and just having a, a passion for something like that. And I think, you know, just boys in general. Yeah. yeah and I'm not speaking anything about females, no. but, but, but boys in general, you watch baseball, you played Little League and stuff, and then you had these heroes that you'd look at on TV and you'd see, uh, like, Cal Ripken Jr. or something, you're like, oh, man, I wish I could get Cal Ripken's card. So then you'd go and buy your little pack, and you'd open it up, and you'd take the gum and throw the gum away because it was horrible. <laughs> and then, you it's know, like cardboard. Every, every now and then you'd find a Cal Ripken, and you're like, man, I watched him last night play against the Red Sox or something. And now you've got his card and you're looking at his stats yeah. and on the back. They'd have like little bitty explanations of where they grew up and their likes and dislikes. So you felt like you almost got to know the player and stuff. So it, it was fun. So I'm sure that, uh, you know, uh, your brother-in-law, 10 years junior, me or you, uh, yeah. it's the same thing. He grew up watching sports too. It's just yeah. a natural yeah. evolution. Absolutely. And it's funny too, because my, my family was not anything sports. Like, like, like there was hardly ever a TV on in my house. Like it was music, stuff like that or whatever. And, but I had tons of friends mm-hmm. who I'd go over to their house and they'd be like, Hey, check out this card that I got right here. And I'd be like, neat. Wow. That's cool. You know, but it never hit me the same way. I, yeah. I, I never had that, that, that kind of thing. My thing was dumb and I've mentioned it in, in previous podcasts or whatever. I, I, we never got sugar. And so I would go and buy like candy with 10 bucks if I was oh. 10 years old. You remember the little Jolly Ranchers you used to be able to buy? Yeah. They, they were always at the bottom of the shelf and they were like a nickel. Yeah. And you'd go in there for like 50 cents and you'd start doing your math and you're like, I can get 10 of these. Then you'd go up and you put the 10 down and then of course the tax would come in and you'd be like, 53 cents. I'm all like, and you'd just like look at them with the puss in boots or, you know, the eyes, you know, just like looking up and they'd be like, and they'd take the three cents out of the little thing and they're like, get out of your kid. And you'd have your like little brown bag of candy and you're like yeah. thinking you're something awesome. That's funny. Those are the it's funny because my, uh, my son just started junior high and, uh, He's telling me about uh, these kids now that like they'll go and they'll take a bag of Takis, right? And Takis, yeah, yes, the, yes. the hot chips or whatever, yes. but they'll sell them, right? And they'll make money. And I remember in sixth grade, Seven uh, Eleven's big across the country, all the convenience stores, or whatever. But in Rockport, we had the Icebox. Do you remember Icebox? I've tried. Yes. Seth, I have tried on Facebook. I've tried everything <laughs> I possibly can to find anybody who has an old. Uh, cooler or logo or or, 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 or just one of the, the old cups. cups. Yes. Because the icebox, anybody who grew up in Rockport or Aransas, Port A yep. or Ingleside, there was, the, we had more than anybody Rockport, I think had three at one point. But the thing is it was a family owned. And then when they shut down, it was just 
like so much of our childhoods yeah. died because yeah it might say circle k on the outside or it might say seven right. letter it could say stripes or something but yeah. it wasn't it was the ice box the ice, the box. ice box keep you it cool in the, the ice box, box. oh yeah and i mean i remember that and it's it's i've, I've I, I will pay if right. anybody's listening to this and you have an ice box <laughs> a bag anything i will pay top dollar because it's such a piece of it was childhood. it was yeah because i remember just to be able to touch it again the reason i brought it up though um is because in sixth grade when i went into sixth grade and I was still 11, mm-hmm. 12. Uh, um, we would go to the icebox before school and buy fireballs, little cinnamon candies, little ones, for a nickel a piece. But I remember you could bring them to school and kids would pay 25 okay. cents. Now, here's the deal. I can beat you on that one. We were in sixth cinnamon grade. Toothpicks. Yes. <laughs> yes. How did you know that? This kid comes up and he's all, Dwolf, you want to make some money? And I was like, how are we going to make money? Now we're like 11. And he's all like, he put brought out this little bottle and it was cinnamon oil and yes. he's all like if you get me some toothpicks we're gonna go and soak these bad boys i was all what are we gonna do with those and he's all they sell them in the packs for right like 25 cents they sure do. we'll sell ours for cheaper and yeah. we'll outsell the icebox i'm all like who are you like donald trump jr so I, he was like we're gonna corner the market these like little 11 year olds and we started selling right. them in our own little ziplocs and we're yes. selling them and no kids were buying them anymore at the and they stopped i think at least one of the uh icebox they stopped selling it because they're like yeah we can't even move this product anymore and i was all like yeah we cornered the market we did this but i didn't even know i was all like why are we going to soak these things he's like because people would literally chew them all the way down and swallow them yeah i'm like i can't imagine how many kids had stomach problems after that but yeah we for for a good while there we made some as i was talking to landon my son about it um and and hearing his stories you know whatever and 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 it's funny through all these years, they're still, you know, so like that. But what I realized now as uh, almost 50, um, that was kind of my first delve into like economics and stuff. Like you buy something cheap, you sell it for more, yeah. you know, the whole. Uh, uh, and there's a whole generation of kids that don't figure these things out no, and because they're so uh, attached to their phones or something sure. like that. And, and but when, when you have nothing really going on, your mind can right go, go to places. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, it was funny that he was saying that. And I was like, yes, and I, I know I remember I used to do that stuff, too. And he's like looking at me like, no, you didn't. Yes. Like, you weren't that smart. <laughs> like, you uh, know, like, it's their idea. Yeah. My, my oldest boy, I remember when he was in high school he uh he would buy um you buy those little bitty, the, the boxes with the little bitty packages of like ruffles or something like that and it, it's like 32 and like you know you, you throw right. them in your lunch and sure. stuff but he'd bring them and sell them for a, a buck each yeah. and so he'd bring his backpack and he would leave his school books at home I didn't know he was doing this and then he'd take all these things pack them in there. and then you know at the end of the day he'd have like 20 bucks on him I'm like yeah. where'd you get 20 bucks and he's all like well I'm selling chips yeah. and I'm thinking computer chips microchips <laughs> right. what do you say? and he's all like no potato chips then and, and he was like running a little scam at the school he was a good kid but he, yeah. he when i finally found out one of the reasons he wanted to do this because he wanted to donate on sundays his oh, own yeah. money at church that's funny and i was like yeah. man i thought you were gonna be like this little like <laughs> mafia guy and he's like i want to be able to put in the, the so he was like 10 or 11 running his own little thing so i guess it's just in all of that's us funny. fat and fast money yeah um so when you were growing up you're the youngest of seven were you ever did were your siblings living like still in high school or school with you, or was it um, way for, were they way far ahead of you? The interesting part to this is that the uh, the next closest to me is my sister Gretel. She's mm-hmm. nine years older than me, but in between Gretel and myself being born, my mom and dad uh, had another child, uh, but she passed away 
about two weeks after birth, she had a heart defect. Oh, so wow. she never made it out of the hospital. Uh-huh. So I, then when I was born, I automatically became the baby of the family. But after her, after her passing, my sister was still technically the baby until I was born. Mm-hmm. So she had always been spoiled. Uh-huh. And then I was born and uh, <laughs> I had to grow up. Uh, in a household where we had to share a bedroom. So imagine a 17-year-old girl with an 8-year-old boy. So I had to hear all the stories about John Travolta <laughs> and the Bee Gees and Andy Gibb. And I had to listen to Saturday Night Fever soundtrack over and And now over. it's one of your favorites, isn't no, it? No, no. No, uh, and I've never watched the movie Grease all the way through because I've heard the soundtrack more often. than. And I, I think at Guantanamo, they could have been probably treated a little bit nicer than what I had. Yeah. Because I would just try to go near the record player, and she'd be like, "Don't you touch that! Frankie Valley's coming up or something." And I'm, Greece is the. Word. And I'm like, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear this again. And she'd just make me listen to it over yeah. and over. And all the posters all over the wall from Seventeen magazine or yeah. all, all the not Seventeen. What was it called? T- Tiger Beat or something. Tiger Beat. Yeah. yeah, all yeah the, she had all the pictures of right Leaf, fold out Leaf posters Garrett. And, oh, and I had I to look at all these guys with their <laughs> shirts taken off or something. And they're like trying to look, you know. Yeah. She like Sean. Cassidy or something. It's she, funny. She liked ABBA. They just, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> funny that you mentioned Tiger Beat too, because uh, when I was uh, growing up and we'd go to New Mexico every summer, I have a, a stepsister and stepbrother, <laughs> and they're older. Um, and especially my stepsister, she's, I don't know how much older she is. But they were gone when we were, by the time we moved up there or whatever. But a bunch of their stuff was still there. And so, you know, I, New Mexico is kind of a boring place as far as I was concerned, especially when you're uh, 10 years old and the nearest neighbor is like a half a mile away or whatever. You go, like walk up a mountain to see people. But I, I would go in and like uh, find a trunk and open it up and there'd be like all these Teen Beat magazines that she used to have or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God. What is so I probably got a lot of uh, pop culture from Teen Beat magazines. Magazine too in the middle of the summer. When she graduated at 18, her um, high school romance, they decided to to move out to California. So from the age of nine until whenever I left the house, um, yeah, I was was an only child at that point. I mean, everybody came by and visited and stuff, but it was just me and my parents. So I was really, really spoiled at that point. (laughs) I mean, uh, you know, you got to figure out by the time that she moved out, my dad was almost 60. Wow. So yeah. I had a much older set of parents, and I think that's the morals that I, I grew up with and the way I look at life. And my, I'm conservative in a lot of areas and liberal in other areas, but that's because I had so much one-on-one time with them. Yeah. And it wasn't a Right. You didn't group, have to compete yeah. with, yeah, for, for attention. So. so that's cool. Um, let's see. So growing up in Texas, did you travel did you did you did they take you back up to like where they're from in oh, Massachusetts and stuff? My, like I said, my dad was always chasing something. So because um, one of the first things I remember about you is your love for Larry Bird and the Boston Celtics. Oh. Like that's stuck with me forever and ever. And I'm like, how is this guy? This, this but then I heard your dad's accent and your mom's accent. And I'm like, oh okay. I, I, I still tell my students to this day that some of my friends would call on the off chance just to have my mom do like you know answer the phone with that thick New England accent because <laughs> I didn't get any of that. But yeah, um, yeah, no, we, we since I. I had a brother in California. My dad would, you know, and my dad was the type of guy 
you know, I'm sure there's people out there that had dads like this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about the vacation. Mm-hmm. It was about making time. Yeah. There's no, besides stopping to pee or getting something, you're real quick, you're just driving and driving and driving. Yep. And of course, both my parents smoked. So driving in a car oh out to California in like 30 hours that we would just stop at a rest area. No hotels. No, no, no. Nope. There's, there's no, no time for that. Got to get there. Got to get there. Gotta. And so, you know, you driving there with a hot box car of cigarette smoke. <laughs> oh, no. Listen to Marty Robbins and Johnny Cash over yeah. and over on loop on the cassette. So, yeah, but, but we, we went back to Massachusetts a couple of times. That was a much longer drive and stuff. But, um, yeah, yeah he, we never went up the middle part of the country. We'd only either go to California or New England. That's it. Never yeah. went to Florida. Never went to Michigan. Yeah. Never Kansas. Never saw any of those things. So I became an adult and took my own kids. But yeah. that's because my dad's all well, there's nothing there. Yeah, he's all corn. Yeah. Wow. I'm like, <laughs> thanks, Dad. Funny you talking about the hot box car or whatever. So my aunt and my grandmother, they both smoked too, and uh, I don't even think they'd crack the windows. No, no. But um, going back to the whole me not having sugar thing or whatever, right? So my mom was pretty strict about it, you know, like. Our cereal was grape nuts, and I would like oh dump like four cups of sugar in there just to make it bearable, you know, whatever. But, but anyways, my aunt and my grandmother one time, I guess they were babysitting me, or whatever, and uh, they decided to see how many glazed donuts I could eat. Right? <laughs> They're probably thinking his mom will never know, you know, whatever. And so we get in the car, and uh, it's in Puerto Rico, Texas, a little tiny small town. And uh, I remember. And this is a memory that I do do have and do remember. Um, in the car, windows rolled up, both of them smoking Virginia Slims, on the way to get as many donuts as I could eat. And that thought was like, okay, I can I can stand being in this car with all this smoke or whatever. I'm gonna get my I'm donut on, on the way to sugar heaven. <laughs> so, and do you remember how many you got? I I don't. I I hope it was at least a dozen, but <laughs> I have no idea. But but I I remember now looking back on it, and I think I've asked my aunt Patsy before. Then I was like, you remember that? She's like, yes, I do. <laughs> like with a little like evil cackle of like yeah. we're doing this just to make your mom mad. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, so um, that's it as far as the leading questions that I've got. But I appreciate you uh, just sitting here and talking to me about oh. some of the stuff, or whatever, and uh, you know, putting out content. Oh, one of the things I do want to mention: Eric does have his own podcast, and uh, it's called uh, Two Old Pirates. And you guys should check it out. Where can they find Two Old Pirates? Um, Go to YouTube, go in the search engine, type in yep. the number two and old pirates and we'll pop up and you can of course hit the subscribe button to make me very happy. Absolutely. But then you can also find it uh, on just about any audible uh, podcast site. Uh, I believe it's on most of them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we've been around, it'll be two years, October 1st and we have about 47 episodes. Got a little lackadaisical here and there, but uh, yeah. I think there's, there's plenty of topics that you might be interested in. You yeah. can always pick and choose. Yeah, no, I love the list ones that, that you guys do, uh, you know, but top bands and all that uh, ice cream flavors and everything. So check out Two Old Pirates. Uh, I'm going to give a good plug in there. Um, I do appreciate you listening. And uh, if you like it, uh, look out for more episodes. So thanks, Eric, for being here. Anytime, pal. All right. All right.